What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. And we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I am here, as always, with my co-host in crime, Captain Jack Barry, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cap Daddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Part two. Yeah. Of, uh, of our of our situation we got going on. Right. Here. So we knew we knew that. Um, Doing the ep that we did on talking about Acts 29, we talked a lot in that episode about what we think is wrong, what we've experienced that is wrong, um, but not as much as either of us wanted to on some things that we would suggest to help the situation, right, to actually remedy the situation. So we don't want to we don't want to be the people that just complain and then don't offer solutions, <laughs> right, because we know plenty of those types of people yeah. and they all live on twitter <laughs> um x if x, x x yeah x. yes uh, sorry x um and yeah yeah we didn't want to be those type of of critiquers so that being the case we wanted to release kind of a bonus episode um just kind of in response to the one that we that we uh that we released it'll probably go out the same day i think i think i'm just going to release some just probably five minutes, uh, you know, from each other. Um, but yeah, so in, in that previous episode, if, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, um, go listen to that one first. Cause this one's not, not going to really make a whole lot of sense. So go listen to the episode entitled, let's talk about Acts 29 and then come back to this one, which is basically just a continuation of that, of that conversation. But Jack, in that episode, we talked about, um, our experience with the Acts 29 network, mm-hmm. um, the frustration and the 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 uh, a lot of pain that has come from that network, a lot of the things that we see in the network that we would consider to be uh, wrong and needs yeah. to be dealt with, and so far, the vast majority of them has not been dealt with, <laughs> right? Um, so. That's kind of what last episode was. It and it wasn't a fun ep, um, but I, we mentioned in that one that these conversations, because because it just seems to be running rampant like a wildfire, and there's not a whole lot of work being done to like actually remedy the situation. These types of conversations need to be had, um, and that's what we did last week. Um, so this week, or I would say, I would say same last episode same day yeah 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 this episode thank you yeah yeah, yeah. i'm in i'm in uh, i'm in autopilot mode this episode. <laughs> this episode um we wanted to talk a little bit about uh how we think some of these problems can be solved uh and some remedies to 
some of the issues that we talked about um, in in our opinion. So we're not going to be doing any cigar reviews or anything like that. This is basically just going to be kind of a continuation of that last episode because we want to make sure that we're clear um, whenever yeah. you do any type of critique of ministries or networks or anything like that you, you have to make sure that you are as clear and concise as possible and that you offer solutions um and that's something that yeah. we want to try to do here so jack i've got i've got a small list um just on my phone here of things that as i was thinking about things that would have remedied the situation that i went through again i described sure. that situation um in some detail on that last episode if you haven't listened to that go back and listen to that first um but as I think through that whole experience, there's a lot that goes through my mind, and there's uh, there's some things that I believe if 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 these types of things were in place or practiced, mm-hmm. a different outcome possibly would have would have happened. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that you have uh, you, know, you have thoughts uh, on you know, on solutions and remedies for this network as well. Um, so sure. I say we I have like five suggestions, but yeah, I would awesome. say kick off first and then we yeah. can okay. definitely talk through them. Um, so the first one, and we, we alluded to this a little bit on the last step, um, something that has plagued the Axe 29 network since its conception is unqualified leaders. Sure. And we talked about that a little bit on the last step. But Acts 29, if it is going to succeed in its mission to plant healthy churches, which is what I know it wants to do, it's to the point, in in my opinion, that the entire leadership needs an overhaul. That we have seen over and over and over again, directors after directors being removed from leadership starting with one of the A29's founders, old Mark Driscoll, right? Yeah. You got Mark Driscoll that has been removed for tyrannical and abusive leadership. The most recent one, Steve Timmis, who was involved in some of the stuff that went on in my church. He was removed back in, I think it was 2020, yeah. for abusive and tyrannical leadership. Even more recent, a guy named Sean Garman, who was very involved. Actually, I had conversations with Sean. He was in yeah. our church, in our meetings. He was part of the board that took over the church. He has since left Acts 29 under interesting circumstances. Sure. Right? Let's go to the very top. Matt Chandler. Like, it's the, the golden boy. It seems like for so many people. His, his ministry, it just seems like it has just been just hit again and again and again with weird accusations, weird reasons why he's on sabbatical and he still and and, yeah. and he still comes back to the pulpit. Yeah. Now again, like I don't want this just to turn into a we're not trying to bash anybody, but but my point is this, like if you have from the beginning of the network, that many people, and those are just the ones that are off the top of my head. There are so many more, so many more pastors and so many more directors and leaders within the 18 network that have been removed because of leadership style, right? And, yeah. and I have later in one of my points as to why, why those types of leaders uh, are 
uh, it seems to be that A29 attracts that, that type of leader, but that's that's a little later. But Jack, the entire structure needs an overhaul. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is that if Axe 29 is going to actually succeed in their mission and we're going to start actually seeing change that needs to happen, they need to actually take the qualifications that Scripture provides for a leader in the church, they need to take those seriously. More yeah. se- more seriously than they have. Because mm-hmm. if all of these individuals that are being removed <laughs> and that have been removed is just a testament, in my opinion, to Acts 29's lack of, I don't know if it's lack of understanding or lack of willingness to dig as deep as they should when considering... Mm an individual for leadership, whether in the network or in the local churches. So that's number one on my list. Yep. No, no, I mean, yeah, that's not, there's, there's no huge significant difference that I would have with that. I would say that maybe even a way of qualifying leadership too Mm. would be, uh, to maybe look within members of local churches <laughs> first. Yeah. Wow. Or A novel idea. Or, how, or yeah. <laughs> or just how about look at different pastors? I mean, and here's the thing too. Pastors, depending on we're we're assuming that all of the churches that we're talking about within the Acts 29 network have lead pastors. Mm-hmm. There is going to be uh I think a way in which you could probably have a lead pastor of a church function. And maybe this is my critique too, is more of like a, how, how about you guys make it into a way in which you have not just one stationary president that gets all the money that's paid all the time, but you have it like other denominations have had it where you have a rotating president. Hmm. Yeah, in which sure. uh, you can bring more diversity of thought uh, and it helps out basically, you know, steer, you know, A29 network in the direction that you want to go. I would recommend that based yeah. upon what you just said. Um, I think it helps out with getting more voices in uh, to leadership versus just having stationary executives and that's it mm-hmm. versus people who are actually on and in a local church yeah. that can speak to issues. So that yeah. would be my caveat to that. Yep. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that, man. I think having rotating leadership in, in, in the network would be a good thing. So I think you have too many guys that just kind of get seated in that position of power. And once you're in, it just kind of turns into an old boys network, which is something yeah. that I have observed <laughs> in the Acts 29 network is it it really it really turns into that really really quick and if you aren't part of the part of the group if you aren't part of the vibe and you don't kind of fit the ethos of what they're going for you find yourself very much on the outside and not not really part of the cool kids club which is honestly like what it turns into um which kind of leads into the next point uh one of the issues that i have observed over the years and I really dug into this as kind of things were uh, blowing up at uh, my church. Acts 29 has an unhealthy emphasis 
on the lead pastor, what the lead pastor needs to look like, what he needs to be, mm-hmm. his personality, like even like e- even down to doing personality tests and Myers Briggs and the freaking Enneagram and things like this to to <laughs> to, to decide whether or not you are quote unquote Jeez. lead pastor material, right? And here's the thing, it like it has turned into a meme that it's so ob- it's so obvious that there is a brand, there is a brand that Acts 29 goes with for their lead guys, right? It's that A-type personality, right? He's usually somewhat of a good-looking guy, usually fit, very, very... um, Does CrossFit. (laughs) Does CrossFit, dude. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's true. I don't know what it is with the CrossFit in Acts 29. Um, But it's such a weird weird Venn diagram, man. Uh, But anyone who's spent any amount of time in the network knows what I'm talking about. It's a certain vibe mm-hmm. that you see Acts 29 going after, right? And that certain vibe attracts a certain type of individual. And that certain type of individual that they go for personality-wise, across, like, more often than not, struggles with the same kind of stuff. Because if you have a guy who's very confident, who's very, uh, who's used to being very influential, who's used to being the center of attention, who's used to being out in front of everybody, right? Which is the type of guy that Acts 29 attracts and, and goes after. More often than not, those types of guys often struggle with some of the same sins. And it's pride and it's arrogance because they're used to being out in front and it, and it, and it breeds that, right? That's not true across the board. Right? I'm not saying that of every pastor or every lead pastor that's in Acts 29. But those dots connect. The dots connect. And if you have a very certain type of demographic of person and a very specific demographic of person, it's only logical that that same demographic of person is often going to struggle with kind of the same, the same issues. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of the problem. Jack is we they there's such an emphasis placed in the Acts 29 network on the lead pastor and it's to the detriment of any of the other elders because what they do is they set that lead pastor up as the vision caster he's the guy that ste- that steers the ship and unless uh unless he's in you know blatant sin or anything like that the other elders effectively are there to support the vision that the lead pastor casts yep. right yeah. now that's not that's not every every Acts twenty nine church, but that is by and large the model that is provided mm-hmm. and that is taught through the network, and that's something that I experienced, and I know it's something that you've experienced. Oh yeah, and I think it yeah. is one of one of the main contributors to all of these problems that we're seeing in these network is that they are putting all of their like the, 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 they're throwing everything on the on the main guy <laughs> to the point where unintentionally he's set up to fail because of all of the emphasis that's being placed on his shoulders. Yeah, and Josh and I have talked about the fact that we think a legitimate plurality of elders is a much more biblical model mm-hmm. to a first among, quote-unquote, first among equals model that we would say is taken from Corporate Roman antic Roman antiquity. Oh yeah, and yeah, mixed yeah. In, that's right. And mixed in, <laughs> <laughs> mixed in with um, with now the CEO kind of business model of modern America, and you kind of have um, this newer invention of what it means to be a lead pastor, 
um, versus I think the traditional understanding of it, which Josh and I both adhere to, which is more of a shepherding role. Mm-hmm. You're, you're teaching and you're shepherding hearts. Um, this is not a business. <laughs> okay. You are not making revenue. You are literally having to walk through life through the Christian life with other Christians and to help them in that walk. Mm-hmm. Um, if we keep looking at the church as a business, um, we're going to treat it like a business and that equates to very unbiblical things to be quite mm-hmm. honest. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. Uh, next thing on my list, um, is the network <laughs> they got to stay out of church's business. I don't, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. They got to stay <laughs> yeah. out of business. You know, you know something. Something that was interesting, Jack. When I when I put that little thing it, that that little Twitter thread that I that I threw out there that kind of prompted this episode as I was just kind of thinking through like mm-hmm. things that have gone on and stuff like that. One of the one of the main um, one of the main th- uh, 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 not not. Uh, um, not clapbacks, but but I guess I guess one of the main comments that I got was people sh- shocked, and 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 these are people I believe that are that are either have been or are currently in the Acts Twenty Nine network, very shocked that the network would come in and take over the church the way that they did, right? And you have a bunch of I had I had a a, a few comments of people saying like you know that. That doesn't make sense. That I've never heard that before. I've never heard of the network having anything to do with churches except to remove them if they're out of compliance of you know the bylaws and things like that, right? Uh, which, which to be fair, I understand. If you're running a network, you know your churches need to be in line with the network. Otherwise, the church sure. has got to go. Like that's that yeah. that's fine. I, I understand that aspect of stuff, but they were really surprised that the network itself and the leaders within the network would come in to that situation and insert themselves into that situation and basically take it over. Um, which tells me a couple things. Either the, lead, the the network is very shrewd and very specific on who they do that with and who they don't, mm-hmm. or they're not supposed to, and you have guys, yeah. and this is this is this is more so where I'm where I've landed, in my opinion. You have guys that are unqualified in those positions of leadership, like we've already talked about, that struggle with pride and arrogance and having their way, which <laughs> is a lot of what Acts 29 is known for. <laughs> yeah. And they got a little big for their britches, and they came in and just just torched, you know, went, went scorched earth on the church because, because they can. Yeah. Right? And like Jack, what was interesting is that throughout that entire process, this isn't something that I mentioned, but throughout that entire process of these Acts 29 guys, both local church guys as well as directors, regional directors, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Coming in and doing this. There were there was a long list of local pastors in our area that wrote a letter to all of them condemning what they were doing and calling them to repent. It was awesome, and Acts twenty nine ignored it. Ugh. They ignored it. You had yeah. you had local church pastors from the entire area that we were in, from the different towns, 
right? As our congregation is like reaching out to anyone to help us, right? Because our leadership's not doing our leadership. Like the only pastors that we trusted just got removed. So now we're left with this provisional board. We're reaching out to everyone that we can, right? And the conversation I had with Matt Chandler went nowhere, sent a long letter that I, that I know I, I ended up drafting a letter that over half the church signed and it got sent to all of the board members of Acts 29, including Steve Timmis at the time. I know he got it. And the response was to simply, and I have this, I have this in, in, in email. The response was just to delegate to the regional directors of the area to which I responded. It's the regional director. <laughs> like they're the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing, dude. Uh, yeah. I, w- I yeah. would say this. Um, I would say the, the mo- and to counter what you were talking about too, if, if you, if the Acts 29 network wants to be involved in that specific way, then become a denomination at that point. Sure. Um, not a way or a because here's the thing the you can either be a movement or an institution i feel like they are acting they've acted so much like a movement but they want to be an institution or people within the movement want to be an institution so bad Mm -hmm. that they try and flex those institutional muscles to where um they're not really in that that role to do that and then on top of it um I think guys, I mean, going back to the whole idea of there's a certain type of person that Acts 29 attracts, mm-hmm. you had guys who were trying to just do a hostile takeover. Yeah. Uh, they're just trying to basically take a hostile takeover business situation to a local church, and it doesn't happen that way <laughs> of what we can tell scripturally. Mm-hmm. Josh and I both know this. Um, if, if, we, if you really want... And this is even going back to a way in which um, our kind of 16, kind of more particular Baptist congregationalism kind of works. And where if you want change to happen, it needs to happen in the local church first. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say, then if that, if that is failing, then you get your denominational leaders involved mm-hmm. and then try and have more conversation that way. Not just you know, one guy going rogue mm-hmm. and calling in big guns who really, I mean, yeah. there aren't, they aren't at the time. I'm assuming these guys, your regional directors and everybody like that weren't pastors either. Uh, some Is of them, correct? some of them were, some of them weren't. Okay. Uh, you definitely had a mix. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. You definitely had a mix. So yeah, it's, it, it just goes back to, is there, you know, this goes. Do you want to be a do you want to be an institution or do you want to be a movement? Yeah. And pick a lane because you have to act that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, then start acting. If you want to just be a movement, be a movement, and don't mess with the autonomy of the local church when stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, just let that go and be like kind of consultants at that point, but don't insert yourself. Like yeah. you're an archbishop or, <laughs> you know, anything, a denominational leader when you guys really aren't a denomination. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let churches be autonomous and let them work their own, their own issues out. 
Right. Um, or at the at the most, draft new standard procedures in how to go about that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I think, even going back to your point of local other local Acts 29 churches around you, maybe there's a way in which you can basically have uh, sort of a, well, I don't think we would call this necessarily <laughs> a presbytery, but have a way in which you have some type of, um, how can I say this? Like, um, like backup in case something happens in a local church. Sure. Where you basically have local churches in that area specifically come alongside them to be the accountability that they need versus outside influences just trying to come in there and wreck shop. Yeah. I would say bare minimum, if you're going to comprise an advisory team, make sure that they're not close friends of one of the parties <laughs> yeah. that's in conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like actually let's 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 be fair here. Yeah. And be realistic about the conflict of interest that's there. Right. Because if you're if you're coming in wanting to help a situation where there is already so much distrust going on, mm-hmm. man, you gotta be so careful to be above board and be above reproach in that process. Otherwise, like the like your your integrity is just gonna go out the window. And that's honestly and what, what happened is it became very clear that that advisory board um, was not here for the congregation. They were here for the lead pastor. And that became glaringly obvious very, very quickly. Um, Last one that I got, Jack, and then we can wrap up. Last one that I got, and this one, this one, this one will sound funny, but I honestly think that it does contribute to a lot of the issues. Like if they just Acts twenty nine, just they they have to stop trying to be cool. <laughs> like, like I'm <laughs> I'm true. so That's I'm so, so sick and yeah. tired. <laughs> and I say this a little tongue in you know a little tongue in cheek, but 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 it's real. Like like it's it, yeah. it's more real than sarcastic. I'm so sick and tired of the cool pastor. I am I am done with it, man. Like I'm I'm. It's so frustrating when I see. Such an emphasis placed on personality and outward image when it comes to a pastor. And that has been part of the Acts 29 network since its beginning, dude. They have always strived to be the cool kids on the block. And you see that in the pastors that they train up. You see that in the structure of the network. You see that in e- even in the culture and, and the the aesthetic of the churches. Mm-hmm. Like, and and again, like I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know a pastor can't, you know, look professional or look good or have cool hobbies. You know, that's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying it is it is it is it's so obviously part of the whole vibe. It's part of the yeah. whole thing, and there's always been such a huge emphasis in Acts 29 on perception. How does this look? Mm-hmm. And I think that it really does contribute. To so many issues because again like it all comes back to kind of those those problems that I talked about is you're going to have a gut now you're going to be having that in the back of your head and you're going to bring on guys that fit that mm. right 
that fit that vibe that kind of you know they you know it's the it's the cool and i mean it's it, it's literally been memes like it's the cool hipster hipster pastor right with his you know tight jeans and rolled up cuffs at the bottom and lace shiny shoes and the beard and the, yeah. the suspenders and it, like again if your pastor dresses that way it's not in that in and of itself is not indicative of anything bad we're not gonna you know we're not gonna yeah. go the prophet samuel here looking for the looking for, at david's brothers right but jack is like it it is part of the ethos, if you will, of the network, and I'm so tired of the emphasis on being a cool pastor and having that be something that's attractive. I don't know about you, but I'm just yeah. I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's one critique that I had on my list, which was branding. Yeah, a very yep. big emphasis on branding, huge emphasis and. Um, how that comes across to other people within your community as well too. Um, not only branding, but I would say the messaging that's happening within that local congregation. So like I talked about, there was an Acts 29 church, a couple families that came to one of our um, most recent Lord's Day services. And when an Acts 29 church says, you can only find the gospel here, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, we've we and some of my pastors have talked to those pastors of that church as well too. So, you saying that you're the only ones that have the gospel? I mean, that goes back to I think a um an overhaul of what needs to happen in the understanding of being a church and having. Um, you know, we talked about this reformed Catholicity, right? With sure. other churches. Um, not saying that I think Acts 29 is necessarily reformed um, <laughs> no. or reformed leaning. I think they're kind of Calvinistic and Calvinism leaning. But I mean, if you're going to have Catholicity with other churches, like that's the last thing. I feel like that doesn't help out your anything mm-hmm. it doesn't help out your members sure uh knowing that they're part of the bigger church within that certain region to know that they have uh allies within other local churches yeah um because that's the biggest thing okay i get it you're a part of a different local church okay that's fine um but we can be together in the gospel with this right. and you saying that you have a better version of the gospel than my church um I just that's that's arrogance. Yeah. That's arrogance and that's cult like behavior. Yep. Um that shows me that a lot of churches have not matured past that level of mm. there are people outside of your network that actually are Christians. Yeah. <laughs> right. And actually are right. on mission. Yeah. And actually uh are spreading the gospel, maybe better than you. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say there needs to be an emphasis too on stop trying to brand and rebrand your church. Everything. Yeah. Uh, that goes down from, I mean, I've seen constantly where it's like, oh, well, let's rebrand our name of how we do community groups. Right. It's like, why? Right. Well, <laughs> dude, that's what happened. Like, after, after everything blew up at uh, 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 Damascus Road, they rebranded. It was like immediate. 
Yeah. New name, new website, new socials, everything. Let's just sweep it under the rug. Let's rebrand. Let's move on like it never happened. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's, it's just so, uh, manipulative and dishonest. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think that leads because, to my, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, leads... I'll, I'll let you get your final point because, because okay. my, my, my question is that if that, if everything was above board and you, and you as the provisional board and you as the church stand behind your decision, why rebrand? Yeah. Why? Like, why Why not be associated with your position? If you believe it was right and you believe it was done well, stand behind it. Mm-hmm. But but you rebranded. Why? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, go, I think go, I, go, go ahead and have your point and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, I think my, my, final, my final thought is um, there needs to be an emphasis on accountability and transparency. Mm. And if there is not an emphasis on that... Um, nobody's going to trust you. No. And I can see it. No. I can see Acts 29 adjacent churches um, and Acts 29 churches right now in the South Puget Sound. Um, their members that have been there for 10 years don't trust those people anymore. Yeah. Because those leaders are showing themselves not to be transparent with members of their local church, which you should be, <laughs> by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. And then on top of it... um the accountability isn't there. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be an overhaul of the accountability structures to where if you have a lead pastor just doing whatever he wants with his elder board, and if his elder team is a whole bunch of yes men, mm-hmm. who's holding them accountable? Nobody. And if it's nobody, and yeah. if and if you have other people around you that are, and this is what I routinely ask myself, is that, I see a couple pastors that are like this right now in the area that I'm in, in mm-hmm. Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And there are other men that I know, know them. Yeah. So why aren't those older men holding those other guys accountable? It's just a thought, it's, man. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. I, I mean, it could be many reasons. I don't know. You know, those are those are the questions that I, those are the type of questions that do kind of keep me up at night Is is I... You know, like, I find myself true, like, just up late, just think, like, <laughs> am I taking crazy pills? Like, am I the only yeah. one? Am I the only one that sees this? I can't be the only one that sees this. And I can't be the only one that's connecting the dots, seeing, okay, we have a problem here. And if left unaddressed, this is going to go here, this is going to go here, this is going to go here, and this is how it's going to end. It, it, It's not, it doesn't take a PhD in, in, in logic to connect the dots and use a little bit of discernment to see how a bad foundation is going to result in things tipping over. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I know, like, I know I'm not the only one that sees this, but for some reason, by and large, nothing, nothing changes. And churches as a result continue to be broken. Individuals continue to be hurt souls continue to be abused and unqualified leaders continue to be put in positions to where they are given the responsibility of shepherding the souls of God's elect. Mm-hmm. And that to me is unacceptable. Yeah. Because whether you're Acts 29, whether you're, you know, some other network, some denomination, 
if you are in leadership of God's people, you are called to be a shepherd and you are called to represent Jesus Christ to those people. And if you step out of line, there's rules in scripture for that. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Okay. It's a sobering <laughs> thing. Yeah. But it's meant to be sobering. And if yeah. you are in a network that continues to shuffle these guys around, give them free passes, bring them back after disqualifying behavior, shame on you. Shame mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. Like you're you're playing with people's souls. You're playing with people's lives. And to preserve what? The, your your image, your brand, your your network. I there's nothing worth the thing that you're trading. And like this is why we I feel like we need to talk about this. It's just like I'm not trying to do a gotcha piece, but there's people dying out there, man. There's uh-huh. churches breaking out there. And the purity of the local church should be so important to us. And I know that there are many churches and many individuals, you know, many that I know personally that are in this network. I love them dearly. And with that love comes just dread and worry because I know the network that they're in. Yeah. And, and, and I know like, unless, they, unless they are unlike a lot of what Acts 29 propagates, it's a matter of time mm-hmm. before I hear the same story, only it's with them. And now I'm on the phone with them. I'm on the phone with their people. Talking them through the exact same thing that happened to me. And it happens again and again and again. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Yeah. So we're not going to stop it. Like, it's not, we're not in leadership, but yeah, we can pray. We can mm-hmm. make our suggestions and we can do dil- do our diligence to sound the alarm when we see it. But at the end of the day, man, like it's going to take the leaders and the individuals that are actually currently still in the network to, to make, make those changes. And I hope it happens. I hope it happens. But yeah, Jack, let's, let's, let's talk about something fun next week. All right. Let's, yeah, let's get exactly. back to some, let's get back to some good, uh, some good topics, yeah. but, uh, why don't you, uh, why don't you get us out of here, man? Yeah. If you appreciate uh, Josh and I's conversation this last couple of episodes and you want to continue that conversation on the sociables, if you will, uh, you can find us on the Facebook, the metaverse, if you will, the Instagram goes well with chocolate and marshmallow or uh, the sociable formerly known as Twitter, which is X. X. Uh, you can find us all at those, uh, the tags at reformatory pod on all of those sociable outlets. Uh, Josh, you can tell uh, the people also how they might uh, continue to support us in different ways here on the Reformatory. Absolutely, yeah. So there are many ways you can support the Reformatory. If you're on Apple or Spotify, give us a five stars. Give us some ratings. Maybe, you know, help the podcast get out to more people. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, if you're uh, a YouTube person and you like watching stuff, well, we have YouTube now. We're on YouTube. You can watch this uh, as well as listen to it. So head on over to our YouTube page, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell for, notif- for notifications, as the kids say. Last but not least, there are people joining the Podluck, our all-access Patreon. M- more every week. People are joining like crazy. Don't miss out. Don't be the one person that's not showing up to the Podluck because you didn't show up. Don't do it, people. It's it's full of delicious, delicious good stuff for only $5 a month. 
that's like that's like one pumpkin spice latte a month. You too could become a Patreon supporter, have access to all of that goodness, and our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>